Rookie Designer, Episode 3. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Okay, the topic for today is education. And please don't turn this podcast off because I just said that. Yes, education, and hopefully furthering it. Something that we all need to do on a constant basis, even though we may not want to. I know in the last couple of episodes, I've been kind of rambling on about my own affairs and basically just trying to set the stage for what this podcast is going to be all about. But I did want to put those things out there and let you, the listener, decide if this was the right podcast for you. And again, hopefully it is. But today we're hopefully going to get into a a heated discussion on education, why you should further it, how you should further it. We're going to talk about some different websites that you can go to, uh, other strategies for furthering the education, whether you have the money or not. And uh, hopefully we'll shed a little light on why you should do it, how you should do it, and you'll be able to get it done. So the first thing you're probably saying to yourself is, well, why should I be concerned with education? I went to college or I went to design school or maybe even self-taught yourself from books. And for those of you that did that, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about today is probably going to be pretty familiar. But generally, why? Why do you need to keep learning different things? Well, there's several reasons. The first of which, and probably the most important, is Everybody in the design world is going to be passing you by if you don't do this. And this is something you have to keep up with. The software companies are pumping out new versions just about every year these days. And, uh, well, there's new features that go along with that. Sometimes new enhancements just to how the applications actually work. So it's a pretty big learning curve. And if you don't keep up on it, you're going to fall behind. And there's a couple different people that are probably going to notice that. The first of which will be employers. It it may not be exactly the case, but it could appear that your work is is falling behind others because you don't know the new features, you don't you don't know the new techniques, and the others are clients. Clients are those ones that always want the the new hip technology, and if you don't know how to do this new thing that was just released with a program that they heard about, well, you're not going to get that job. So it's it's something to think about. If not for any other reason just to be up on the on the new stuff and be able to work efficiently and and have those those new cool features to be able to offer to people and also it it improves you as a designer there's there's no getting away from that i mean it's it's something that has to be done so now you might be thinking yeah that that sounds pretty good that that should be doable but when am i ever going to find the time to do this stuff well and that's really just the thing you really got to make a schedule for yourself and and stick to it. And it's probably a good idea actually to write the schedule down. Maybe make a sort of pact or contract with yourself that says, I'm going to do this. Because, you know, if it's just something that you say, oh yeah, I'll I'll do this uh, at this certain time, well, then it's going to end up being something that that just gets passed on. And that really can't happen. Uh, What I try to do, and, and for a while this was actually working, 
try and schedule a little bit of time every day and maybe just do, maybe it's just 30 minutes or so, but it is some time spent training. And, you know, it's, I think it's kind of better that way because you're not bogging yourself down with, you know, a bunch of different things to remember. You're just kind of taking it slowly, getting little bits and pieces. So if you can do that, you know, it's kind of ambitious to say every day, but maybe, you know, a couple of times a week or maybe just a couple of times a month, hopefully longer than 30 minutes, if just a couple times a month, but really try and schedule some time for yourself. You know, this is, it's an important thing to do and it should be treated that way. You know, maybe pretend like this is actually a job that you have for a client and your, your job depends on it. So, you know, because it really does. So just try and schedule some time for yourself and, and stick to it. And for those of you who do work for larger companies or corporations, you'll know that there's usually a standard set for employees that each year they need a certain amount of hours of training. So that in itself will just show you how important it is to the growing process of just about everyone in any job. And for the last time, I'm going to put some words in your mouth. Uh, You're saying, okay, I scheduled some time. Seems pretty important. So how do I get this done? First of all, how do I afford it? And where do I turn for the training? And I wanted to split this into a couple of different sections to hopefully appeal to everyone. The first of which will be the poor man's training. And the first site that I wanted to talk about is called lynda.com. And just real quick, any website that I mention on the shows, you can get the links to those just simply by going and looking at the show notes, which are on my website at rookiedesigner.com. And I would definitely welcome you to go to the page, leave some comments on the postings if you'd like. But any, any website that I talk about, I'm going to be putting the links up there so you don't have to worry about writing it down. Anyway, back to lynda.com. These guys actually make video tutorials and, and they make them on CD-ROMs and sell them separately. But you can also go to their website and subscribe online, which is what I do. It costs $25 a month. And for that, you have access to their whole library of movies, which is quite a few. They, they definitely, they cover all the Adobe products. They cover Macromedia products, even Microsoft stuff, which is sometimes good for us designers. I know I don't know all there is to know about Excel, nor do I want to, but sometimes I need to. So basically it's just a large library of QuickTime movies, anywhere from 20 seconds to 20 to 30 minutes. And it's screen captures and voiceovers of the professional giving you different techniques. So if you have an application that you already know how to use, it's good because they they break it up into chapters and you can search for exactly what you're looking to learn and not have to sit through the boring stuff. But if you don't know how to use an application at all and you go through the whole entire training, which can be anywhere up to, I think, 11, 15 hours, It's well worth it because you will know after that time how to use that application. So definitely a good service. Only $25 a month, which isn't too much, I don't think. But if you can't swing that at all, well, there's definitely free tutorial sites all over the internet. Uh, One of the ones that I first, when I first started looking for tutorials for Photoshop, I came across is called Team Photoshop. And this, that's teamphotoshop.com, excuse me. 
And this one is actually, they have more kind of cool effect tutorials, but there is some good, good content on there. Uh, another great one is creativecow.net. I think I mentioned that one in my first episode. And they cover anywhere from After Effects, Final Cut Pro, Flash, Illustrator, Photoshop, even Maya. They have 3D on there. So it's a real good one to look at. And they have several different professionals helping you out on that site. And they also have their own podcast, which you will find the link if you go to the Rookie Designer website. And look on the right-hand side, I have a little link section for podcasts. And that one should be up there. I think it is. And if you don't know where to find the tutorials, well, you can always just punch up google.com. It's good to be specific about what you're looking for. I mean, if that means Photoshop tutorials, sometimes I get even more specific than that. And, you know, whatever exactly it is that I'm looking for, you can usually punch it in and find some kind of message board somewhere or some kind of information that's going to help you out. And when all else fails, Noodle. I talked about this a little bit in the last half episode, but you know, you can always just open an application and just start trying to do stuff, whether you know how to do it or not. It's a good way to learn things by trial and error. And also, you know, if you have a file that's already constructed, perhaps by someone, someone else, you can always reverse engineer and kind of learn things about it from looking at the way that it's put together. This was actually the way that I first learned how to use Flash. I had a file that was given to me that had some action script and animations in it. And I just kind of took a look at how everything worked and learned from there how to do everything. So another good way to learn without spending too much money. Now, if you got the dough, there's a couple more opportunities for you. The first of which is specialty classes. And if you go to a website like Adobe, and you're looking at their training section, this is usually what you're gonna end up with. You're gonna, you look for a training on a specific application, it'll send you to another website of a private company that is authorized to you know, teach classes on that certain software. You're gonna find these things all over the US. Not sure if they're all over the country, but I wouldn't be surprised. And basically, they're gonna give you a, a class that's about one to three days and they're just going to bombard you with all kinds of information. It's usually specific to one application at a time and basically you're just going to have to cram all that info in and hopefully remember it all because they are usually a bit pricey. They, I think they start around a thousand dollars or eight hundred dollars, probably about a thousand or twelve hundred for the three-day classes. And along with this you can usually have the option to get certified. Now certification is a whole other thing. And I really don't know much about it other than what I learned from my instructors in school. That it's it's something, you know, it's not a bad thing to have on a resume. Because if an employer looks at that and he knows, you know, what the certification entails, then he knows everything you can do in that application. On the other hand, well, you're not going to lose a job because you're not certified. So really, it's, it's up to you. If you have the money to spend, eh, probably not a bad idea to do it. But if you don't, you're not going to die for not having it. Something that I do believe is definitely worth the money is uh, seminars and workshops. And what really reminded me of this is the DV Expo, which is coming up soon if you are in the L.A. area, December 4th through 9th. It's going to be at the L.A. Convention Center. And they have tons of workshops. If you look at the website for this one, they have tons of workshops on all the 
Apple Final Cut Studio applications. And they also have certifications with all those as well. So that's what made me think of that. Other big ones you've probably heard of, Photoshop World, Mac World, but there are tons of small ones. And most of the ones that I've been to are for Photoshop. A lot of them were photo, Photoshop for photographers. That's a mouthful. And these are good, mainly for the fact that you're going to learn things that you're probably not going to be able to learn in a book. The professionals there are very talented, and they're going to be talking about things such as workflow, different shortcuts that you can use to, to get done faster and hopefully make more money that way. It's just something that I believe is a good thing to do. And you can find ones out there that don't cost too much. The big ones, the, the Photoshop world, the Mac world, they're going to be pretty expensive. And if you work for a company that does send you to seminars, well, I suggest that you try and get them to foot the bill because it is going to be quite pricey. But if you can't afford, it's definitely going to be worth it. It'll be a good experience. And usually with those big ones, they have the, the big expos. So you get to go look at all the cool new toys, which is always a good thing. And finally, well, you could just go back to school. And I know this is a bad option for probably most. I actually did finish my last degree while I was working full time. So I can say firsthand that it was not very fun. But, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So for all the masochists out there, go back to school. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. Something I see a lot of, or I did see a lot of in school, but still see it with designers that have been around for a couple of years, is that, well, they lose a lot of work. And this may be due to not backing it up, but it also may be due to their workflow. So that's what we're going to talk about today. One of the things I learned in one of the seminars that I went to, I believe they called it the path of the easy retreat. And it's a technique in Photoshop that you should definitely be using. Well, first of all, we all know the, the basic rules of backing up. You got to save often. It's good to save different versions in case one of yours becomes corrupted. You can go back to a, a previous step and hopefully not be too far behind. But in addition to that, when you're working in Photoshop, you first of all should never be working on the original image. And if you are working on the original image, at least make a copy of the layer so that you're not degrading the actual picture. If you're putting effects on it or whatnot, make sure you made a copy of that layer so that, you know, if you don't like what what you've done and you don't have enough command Zs left, you can go back to where you started and start over again. So first of all, you know, we got to be familiar with the command or control J, which makes the new layer or simply the new layer button. Just drag your image right on that and make a copy. It's always good to have copies of everything. Sometimes I'll find myself with 30, 40, 50 layers just because I've, I've made so many copies at different stages so that I can, I can retreat back to those if I, if I made a mistake or I can't, ended up with something that I didn't like. Another good practice is to use adjustment layers for everything. There's no reason to, you know, do a curves command on, on a layer when you could put adjustment layers on there and turn it on and off whenever you want. So make sure you're familiar with that. As well as that, sometimes you run into the problem, well, I put an adjustment layer on a, on a layer, 
but it's affecting everything underneath it as well, and I didn't want it to. Well, you can always use a clipping mask. This can be easily done by, you put the cursor in between the two layers that you want the clipping mask, and you hold down the option key and click in between the layers. In addition to that, you can right or control click the layer and just choose clipping mask. Another good technique is merging layers. This is something I do a lot. If I want to get the whole scene, like say I have five, six different layers, and I want to put an effect on all of it, I'll just merge all those layers. But you don't want to just merge them. You want to make a new layer and then merge them. So if you're in Photoshop CS2, you can do the Command Option Shift and E, and that'll make a new layer and put everything that's visible in your document, put it all on that layer for you and you'll still be left with all the original layers. So just a few things to keep in mind. Basically, don't throw away your work. Always keep a backup. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have flashkit.com. This is an excellent site, another one that goes along with the topic because there's tons of great tutorials for all you flash developers and designers out there you're going to want to know you want to going to want to bookmark this site they have everything from well just beginner tutorials to interactivity action scripting special effects and on top of that they also have free sound effects that you can download they have a message board so you can go up and get your get answers to all your burning questions just an excellent site to go to so you should definitely Give it a look when you get the chance. Well, that's going to do it for me. I guess I've decided to stop looking at the clock because I've gone well over 10 minutes again. But if you've ever tried to talk for 10 minutes about something that you're passionate about, well, you're going to find that it's not the easiest thing to do. Hopefully that's okay with you, the listener. As always, I encourage you to go to the website at rookiedesigner.com. Maybe put up a comment or two for the postings. My email is up there as well if you'd like to speak to me personally. If not, I will be speaking to you on the next episode. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's out of here!